Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Summit Up Podcast. And today is an extra special episode because we have the one and the only Heather Bagby joining us today. Heather serves as Summit Salon Business Center's Vice President of Business Development, a board member, a facilitator, and a consultant. Heather is also one of my business partners at She Art Salons in Tampa, Florida, a mentor of mine and a friend. And I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast, Heather. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you. At this podcast, we've talked about Summit being a happiness project. And one of the big things that I run into out in the field as um, someone who is a Summit stylist, but also a Summit facilitator, is a perception of Summit Salon Business Center and you know how we have been in the past. And then they think that old version of us is who we are now. Um, but Summit has really made the strong... Um, statement in the past couple of years uh, saying that we are the happiness project. So what does that mean? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question. I'm very passionate about this happiness project. And I think, you know, to me, I don't believe that money makes you happy, but I do believe that money gives people choices. And Summit's original intention was about showing people a path that perhaps they didn't see before, you know, putting a frame around what is possible and making sure that people have the opportunity to figure out what their own individual dreams are. So I've always looked at Summit as a happiness project. I guess maybe some people looked at it as a pass or a fail, which it was never intended to be. Mm -hmm. Um, It just certainly allows people to figure out what is making them happy at that point in their life and make the best choices they can to enjoy everything that work-life balance provides. One of the big things that I really love about um, the Happiness Project is you're talking about people who just like love what they do. Um, and also part of the Happiness Project to me as an owner now is like, you know, loving people where they're at. And sometimes people are in a um, like a season in their life, like they have three kids that are like four and under and they want to go down to working nine hours a week if they're cool with that then we're cool with that and because that's happiness there and after now being at sheer art for 10 years now and it's just really cool because now i'm realizing the older i get how short of a time frame that is in in someone's life and then they stick with us they stay with us as an employee forever and um I, i just really love that because i think not many industries offer that and not many industries offer flexibility in the way that we offer flexibility Yeah, I think when you're really asking somebody what makes you happy, you need to listen to the answer. Mm -hmm. So if if I'm in a season of my life where I've got small children, then it makes perfect sense that my focus would need to be um, in that space. As long as I'm 100% present when I'm at work, does it really matter if that's six hours a week or 30 hours a week, Um, no matter how you slice it, as long as that's bringing fulfillment to my life as an employee. As an employer, it is difficult. You know this, Blake. Um, We we own salons together. Uh, it, It forces us to hire more people. It forces us to not make our problems as an owner our employees' problems. Mm-hmm. And I do find that sometimes employers are trying to um, force maybe their recruiting issues or their retention issues on their current staff. And um, just that realization, you know, that the mindfulness of the ability to kind of take a step back and allow somebody to have an experience in your company that meets them where they're at, at all of those seasons of their life. Because that's some of the stuff that makes me so passionate about Summit is like, 
that part of it, which is like it, it's like true flexibility. Um, I'm a product of it. Like, you know, when I started at our salon, I had a two month old daughter, uh, no car living at my mom's house, um, just trying to, you know, get my career started. Um, and there are some really big bumps in the road that the, that Shiart was able to help me through. Um, and, and even to this day, you know, when I'm like, I'm having a rough time, you know, Heather or Joanne, you know, he'll be like, it's going to be okay. We've been through this before. So for salon owners that are like, okay, I think I understand, um, the idea of the happiness project, what are some ways that an owner can implement this more servant leadership mindset um, to their organizations? Yeah, I would say uh, the hardest thing is resisting the temptation of not making your dream as the employer, your employee's dream. Mm -hmm. But asking a lot of questions and truly mentoring them to hopefully see a bigger picture of themselves in the future. So, you know, we say don't make your dream their dream. It doesn't mean that we're not pointing out what dreams could be possible, which is Mm -hmm. why we ask that question a lot, just what's making you happy today? Um, Because as you just, you just very graciously pointed out, what that looked like when you were, let's say 22, is perhaps different than when you're in your 30s. You know, there's, there's different elements of that. And, And really, you know, following that journey in a space that makes sense to someone. I also just think explaining things in math, which tends to scare people, is also so positive. The level system has always been so intriguing to me because it it definitely has a root in economics. Well, I think it's really cool too because there's like two components of it. There is the humanity aspect of like loving people where they're at and then helping them see a brighter future for themselves and what they could have, or also respecting the fact that their dream isn't our dream as as owners and helping them see that through. Um, and then the other side of it is the math, which is math doesn't lie, numbers don't lie, numbers are the same in every language. And I think that it's really great because um, it gets emotion out of it. Because I've been in s- salon companies before where they kind of start giving people promotions and raises because they took a test or because they've been there a really long time. Um, and then it, it, it it's so f- unfair because you know it, it's one of those things where it's like well why did she get a promotion and it's like well she got a promotion because she took a class or well she's been here for five years so she deserves a pay raise and yes of course everyone deserves a raise um but why that person you know or is that a thing you do you know every five years you get a price increase versus in our systems like as a product of it i remember i started at 19 and started jumping these levels really quickly and it's because it was based on supply and demand and if i was in an organization that waited on time and certifications i probably would have quit that company because um you know i would have been held back by their system so i just i love that uh the numbers are in place so you can go at the pace that you want to yeah you know the key is understanding it's just simple economics that it Mm -hmm. is truly supply and demand and I know at Summit, I always ask people the question, if if I worked with you and I had the highest demand on my time of anyone in the entire building, would it make sense that I would charge the most? And everyone always says, oh, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And so then my second question is, then does it make sense 
that I would discount my prices depending on who is in my chair. And then everyone starts laughing because, no, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, that really mentoring people through the fact that in this industry, because there is really a lot of money to be made, if that's what makes you happy, you know, understanding that that simple economic model is going to support you through the entire phase of your career. And, you know, being very respectful of it, because as that demand grows, it definitely tells you that it's time to increase the value of your time. So one of the things that's been on my mind a lot as an owner is when we realize that like not our dream doesn't have to be someone else's dream. And sometimes that dream takes them out of our organization. Um, How do you get your mind wrapped around that? I think it's one of those things where I remember when I joined Sheer Art, my intention was like, you know, do hair for a couple of years and then jump off to LA or New York to um, take the behind the chair stuff in a different direction. Um, Obviously it's landed in a completely different direction, which is amazing. But um, how, as an owner, do you get your head wrapped around? Like sometimes you're a launching pad for someone to go off and do some, something else. Yeah. What a great question. Cause first you go, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I truly, truly want people to be doing not only what they love, but doing it where they want to do it. And Mm -hmm. it it does take some time to get to that place, but you know, I just want to make sure people know how to make a beautiful living in our industry. So the only time that I get, I don't want to use the word frustrated. I just get nervous for people is, is when they don't understand the math portion of the decisions mm-hmm. that they're making. Yeah, I think one thing that um, I, I've got my head wrapped around as an, as a leader now is like true servant leadership, which is like, I just want to help this person grow in their career in whatever direction that they want to grow. And if it's not with us, you know, I really do wish them the best. I hope they do well. Um, and you bring up that math part, which is one of those things that, you know, I've ran the numbers before being like, oh, if I did this on my own, would it be more money? Because I remember being like, I don't know, like level two or level three being like, you know, I'm making so much money. If I did this on my own, the salon doesn't need to take their cut. And then I was also, you know, I have a young family and I was starting to educate with Redkin. And then I was like, but how much time is it going to take me to run payroll for myself? How much time is it going to cost to fold all of my own towels and go buy my own color and, you know, and do all my own mar- And like, I was like running all of this and I was like, oh my God, I can't, I, I would be making less money if I think about the hours that I would be putting into all those extra activities. Um, and, you know, on TikTok, people are like, this math ain't mathin'. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, all this is not adding up to something that I want. Um, and, you know, in our organization, what I love is that we have so many people who are shareholders or leaders within our organization, and we all do what we're kind of good at. You know, like I love social media, so like I, I, I do that part. I'm great with education, so I'll, I'll do some classes. And I think that that's, it's, it's really cool because I've been on the receiving end of this, like I keep saying, like both you and Joanna have sat me down before being like, how are you doing? What's next? You know, um, how's everything going? Um, How can we help you? And I think that it was, it's what made me stay, you know, because I, you both were like, are you good? Can we help you do something? Here's what the next step looks like for you. And you both have done that for me. a handful of times over the 10 years of just doing a temperature check. And I think 
that those are really key elements that helped me stay. But um, back to as an as an owner, like how do you? Um, what are some other things that we can implement to do those temperature checks with with employees? Because I think that's been the b- biggest part of our, our company is just like being like, are you good? How's everything going? How can we help you? Yeah, I think, you know, first, first of all, regular coaching sessions with your staff is just to me, it's, it's imperative. And I, I, I do notice sometimes owners or leaders will say, we're going to do monthly coaching sessions, but that's not actually happening. So just, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that what we say we're going to do, we're going to do. And if it's not monthly, if it needs to be every other month, at least let's make a commitment to have those regular sessions. Um, I like talking to people about just the principle of time value of money, because I think you just articulated that rather beautifully, actually. Um, and time value of money is it's a huge it's a huge piece of the economic model when we go back to all of the stuff that it does entail. And talking to people about... Um, not only their current earning potential, um, not only asking them every single coaching session, hey, is this still making you happy? And I think that's what you're alluding to, Blake. Like, hey, is are these things that you're working on still making you happy? Because we all reserve the right to change our mind. You know, if you said, hey, I want to be in charge of education, and then you're like, you know what, it's not really feeding my soul. Then I think as leaders, we have to be willing to pivot and, and make sure that um, we're pointing people in the direction that's going to enhance the quality of their time in our companies. Um, and when we're talking about time value of money and how we have the ability to earn a living, talking about taxes. I mean, nobody wants to talk about taxes, but you know, it's <laughs> it, it, it's um it's something that people need to understand. I think it's yeah. only 18% of the generations that you will employ from this moment forward have ever had a job before they join your company. So they're not all going to understand that the federal government's going to take a certain portion out. Um, not a lot of employers know that you know they're required by law to report all of the tips that their employees receive you know, on their paychecks. So mm-hmm. like you know that when somebody comes to work for us, they may think that's unfair, but it's the law. So, you know, it, just, it puts it as, puts us at a competitive disadvantage that we're doing what you're supposed to do. So, you know, having yeah. those conversations that not only do you want to put all of your income on your paycheck, you want to pay more in taxes every year. Like that should be the goal. I mean, I know that when people in our company go to apply for a mortgage, you know, they're going to not only get the mortgage, they're going to get a really great mortgage interest rate, which is important Mm -hmm. because under-reporting your income, you know, as our good friend Dave Kirby would say, that's like stepping over $20 bills to pick up nickels. You know, Mm -hmm. you look at what some of those decisions cost you long-term, and that's when your time value money is not working for you. You know, we all are going to need Social Security benefits at some point in time. Clearly, we want to show an earning that's an accurate depiction of our life so that we can live where we want to live, drive what we want to drive, um, that our children can go to the school systems that we feel is going to best support them. All of those really important life decisions that we're making. And, you know, I, I say this a lot, and I don't know if that it's very popular, but if your whole life strategy is to cheat the government, you know, I don't think you should be surprised when people steal from you. 
if your life strategy is about building wealth, um, saving money, reporting all of your income, showing a lot of pride in what you do, then I, I too believe that your time value of money inside of that space is going to have a lot of indicators that are going to fuel your success long-term. I think a lot of the things that have also been on our minds um, as owners and, you know, we're, we're in November, 2021 right now, and it's um, the supply and demand chain uh, the supply chain that is impacting uh, the United States, uh, particularly. So if our friends are overseas listening, um, you know, it's been a huge issue here specifically for us. How do we navigate that um, in our industry? The word grace comes to mind. You know, <laughs> we have to have some grace because it it is an international issue and it, it's not just affecting our industry. But at Summit, we talk about very specific budgets for our professional reorders and our, our retail reorders. And, you know, we need to be measuring that and looking at that budget that we're working within. You know, do we need to perhaps bump up those numbers and specific things? Because we know that there may be an issue next week when we go to order and staying really close to our salon business partners at you know, salon-centric and state and RDA to ensure that we've got great communication. And then luckily, you know, as a backup, we have the, the salon-centric and the state and RDA stores that we can utilize as well. So because of this supply chain challenge, um, how do we keep up with inflation? Because costs are rising, like, you know, as it stands right now, like a year ago, gloves were like $8 a box and now they're like literally twice as much at $16 a box. So um, how do we keep up with that? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's important for all of us to understand, you know, as business owners that we have to look at the big picture, you know, when um, minimum wage rates go up, which, you know, I think is fantastic, by the way, but it's a cost that is, you know, absolutely going to impact the business. So that has to be reflected in price. So making sure that you understand what those percentage increases are, you know, at Summit, we look at three different ways in which we want to make sure that everyone in our company is at least getting some additional income coming in year over year because of the cost of living increasing. So one is across the board annual increasing. So even on the level system, we would take a look at all the levels and perhaps go up one or two dollars depending on what's happening with the increase of the cost of goods. That's that's sort of, you know, a direct result of inflation. Um, we know that there's going to be merit-based increases. So that's when people are celebrating their promotions and their level jumps because the demand on their time has gone up. They're going to receive that merit-based promotion. And, you know, there's another there's another um, way in which we can reward our team. And it, and it does have a little bit to do with tenure. You know, there, there are certain things that you could do for specific people um, looking at their tenure, perhaps people that have been there for more than a decade or maybe celebrating them with some type of bonus or increase for every decade that they serve the company. Um, all of those things I think are super positive. The greatest rate in which somebody is gonna increase their own income is going to be through their merit-based increases. Cause you, you said that previously, you know, people can move through this system at their own pace based on what the customer thinks. And that's what I love about it. You know, the customer basically is the one who's saying, oh, it's time to raise your prices. Um, but the other two things we have to keep our eye on, we need to look at 
you know, annually, every single price level within the salon company should be reviewed. And, you know, at Summit, we do a full demographic study when we set up pricing. And we don't call other salons or go online and look up what other people (laughs) charge in the community to establish prices. We actually index the pricing to the three socioeconomic groups that are in every community. And that's huge because that allows us to then take a look at what's happening to our cost of goods, what's happening to our labor costs, and actually apply a math model to what our prices should be year over year. Um, I know this isn't the sexy stuff, but it is the stuff that will create sustainable companies. So, you know, if, if people need help with that, then that's something that they should seek. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, I think, you know, for our friends that are, you know, salon owners, you can definitely get a consultant. But if you're an independent stylist listening to this and you're like, how do I keep up? Um, I know that Summit has virtual coaching that is very affordable and really great packages for independent stylists um, or suite owners to embark on that too, so that you can keep up and that you're not shortchanging yourself um, as it's easy to do whenever you're in charge of your own self. Coming up after the break, how to cultivate a growth mindset in the beauty industry. Your front desk team sets the tone for your guest experience in your salon. Ready, Set, Front Desk is a Summit online workshop to help front desk staff build confidence, upgrade their luxury language, and gain consistency as a team. Visit summitsalon.com and click on full calendar to learn more about this online workshop and many, many more. One of my favorite things that really changed my life, um, a lot of the the stuff that's been shared with me has been really life-changing, but I think one of the most important things that really helped me get a grip was growth mindset versus fixed mindset. So can you describe like what growth mindset is and what fixed mindset is? Yeah, you know, for those of you who have been maybe in a classroom with myself or Blake or some of my co-facilitators at Summit, we... We talk about wealth mentality versus poverty mentality, which is growth mindset versus fixed mindset. You know, it's it's actually the same thing. Um, What I love about growth mindset is it doesn't mean that we've achieved everything. It just means that we see a lot of possibilities. You know, when I say, do you have a wealth mentality? It doesn't mean that you have a lot of money, but it does mean that you have a plan for financial freedom, that you have a plan for like maybe I'm living off of PB&J and ramen noodles today, but I'm looking at the person who's working a few chairs away from me and I see that there's a lot of growth for me inside of this industry. So my wealth mentality comes into play because I it allows me to see that picture of myself that perhaps is greater than what I previously thought. You know, fixed mindset or poverty mentality, you know, from a an economic standpoint, the best way for me to describe poverty mentality is when somebody's savings strategy for the year is an IRS refund check. We would rather people have an actual savings strategy. Um, But more importantly, when I'm standing in a building looking at maybe one of my coworkers, and I'm not going, wow, that could be me one day. I'm going, why are they getting that and not me? That, that's a fixed mindset. That's a poverty mentality. You know, when we think about how we view the world, some of that is taught. And there are a lot of people, almost 80% of the people in this country that 
um, were just told that they would only achieve a certain amount or they would only make a certain dollar amount in life. And, you know, I, I sincerely, sincerely hope that everyone who's introduced to Summit, that if that is the way that they were told things would be, that if they take nothing else away from the experience of being around the Summit community is that possibilities are endless. There's a lot of wealth mentality in this collective brain trust. And because it's such meaningful work, the biggest message is there, there is so much that can be achieved. And when you look around and you, you discover what that looks like, it, it truly is life-changing. Yeah, I think it. You've you've said it so beautifully. I think it's just it's great to see um, that you can recognize the two things. You know, there's the growth mindset, fixed mindset. Um, I think sometimes when you're in the fixed mindset, and and let's call it out, like you know, every single person falls into fixed mindset once in a while. Um, but how do we recognize that we're in a fixed mindset? And then um, if you have any pointers on how to get out of it. Yeah, well, we sometimes refer to that as bottom 80 thinking, <laughs> and um, it happens to all of us. You know, we're, yeah. we spend some time there. Um, mindfulness, though, to me, is how you get out of it. So once you realize that maybe your thinking isn't the best version of yourself, that's the trigger of, hold on a second, like, do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to go for a run? Do I need to go for a great meal? Um, do I need to have a nice glass of wine? I mean, within reason, not crazy, but you know, what, what are those things? I also think that, you know, we all need to reserve the right to take a time out. When I say to people, you can't have a bad day on your stage. That is a fact. But Mm -hmm. the other side of that is, is sometimes you got to take a day away for yourself Mm -hmm. because you realize that you can't be the best version of yourself in that moment. And rather than feeling guilty about that, then just take the time, you know, reset, do what it is. For, for a lot of people, it's spirituality, it could be faith, it, it could be exercise. All of those things are super important. Well, and I think one thing of what servant leadership looks like and what it looks like for me is like sometimes you're in the office with someone who's just having a really bad day and there are tears and you could be crying with them, you know, with how bad things are for them. And we love them enough to say, we don't care about your clients right now. We do not care about the money that the clients would be paying. You need to go home and maybe you need to take a couple of days. And I I feel really passionate about that within our industry because I think that is something that is missing often in organizations is like really like when you care about growing these people, sometimes growing them means that they can't work for a period of time and that's okay. So, you you know, you touched on a really great thing talking about um, that sometimes our upbringing makes us have a fixed mindset or a poverty mindset. And that could look like us growing up um, with not a lot of money or it could be because we grew up with parents who didn't have a lot of money when they grew up. They can also pass on. It's generational. How do you get out of that whenever it comes time to it? Because like we've talked about how you know, sometimes you have to take a mental health day or it's important for us to take time off for friends and family. Um, Or maybe you're sick and you can't work and you're scared about losing out on that money. Uh, How do you frame your head around that so that you know that it's going to serve a bigger picture? The first thing I would say is 
work for a company that is going to schedule you appropriately because you don't have to take a lot of additional time off if you're working smarter, not harder. And I know that sounds cliche, but you know, that to me is the first step is, is looking for um, a salon company that is going to support you in, in that fashion, which is why I'm so proud that Summit Salons really do believe in that quality of life. When you are needing money and, you know, you, you feel like you need that day or whatever that looks like, I just want you to remember it's a math exercise. So don't be afraid to take the day because that's one day. If you are dialed into what you need to do behind the chair to pay for your life, so if you understand the formula of what you need to do, I assure you, you can make that up. So, you know, you could use one of our magic calculators on summitsalon.com, but to push yourself into a space because you're afraid from a financial perspective Um, I don't know that you're going to get the return on that investment. But if you understand what you need to do behind the chair or in the salon company, depending on what your role is, you will have the opportunity to figure out what that math looks like if that day just needs to be one that we take. Clearly, I feel a lot of us have a new perspective on this since what's happened over the last, you know, 18 months or so. And that we can... We can actually recover. We can figure it out. But not knowing the number, that is only going to produce a higher level of poverty and scarcity thinking. If you don't know what you need to do, you're never going to get there. I say this all the time. You can't, you can't fix what you can't see. So some of that um, scarcity mindset comes from not understanding what that number is is going to do to support you and how it really truly is just math. You know, maybe I have to make up a day. Nobody wants to work extra days, but sometimes you have to, but you should be able to just figure out what could I do differently in the days that I have left in order to make sure that I can still afford my life. And hopefully that's just phase number one. Phase number two is afford your life and start saving for the future. If you've been following the Freedom Project that Peter Mahoney is doing, you know, there's so many things that are available in the Summit community to allow you to have the opportunity to make these really important decisions, um, whether it be scheduling or needing to be in or out of work and tying that to how you can achieve all those things, but doing it in a way that's going to support positive mental health. Yeah, thank you for that. Because I think it's it's hard, particularly when it's generational and how you were raised and how to get over that. And I think it just always comes back down to numbers. Numbers um, I've learned now make me feel safe. The time that I don't feel safe is when I don't have a grasp on the numbers. So thank you for that. Small business ownership in itself. Um, and, you know, the statistics have changed. But if you are an employer, let's say you have a staff from three to 300 plus Um, understanding your impact, your enormous positive impact on ballet lessons and soccer games and changing the trajectory of perhaps the way you were raised so that the next generation has a different perspective. You know, small businesses make up almost 70% of the U.S. payroll. And if you look at small businesses in general, almost 20% of them are owned by women. And all of our salon companies out there, you know, you are part of that community. That is wealth mentality. That is growth mindset. Maybe your family didn't recognize 
what you are doing for the community that you're in. And maybe they never will. Maybe they don't understand that, you know, owning a salon company is not only producing a lot of jobs, but how it's positively impacting the community. This isn't for wimps, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, being being an employer and being a small business owner is not for wimps. But if, if you can apply grace and you can apply a lot of intelligence to the way that you are leading your people, you will have the opportunity to change somebody, not because you asked them to change, but because they, they were around you. And your, mm-hmm. your impact of leading somebody to a different level of success it, it will take some of those people from that mindset into a growth and wealth mentality. You know, I, I remember growing up, I flew maybe five times. And so I just thought flying was a super expensive, unattainable thing. And then now for my job, I get to fly every weekend. And then now I look at my little person, my daughter, and she's so funny now because she goes, are we flying first? Are we flying in first class to, to, to where we're going on vacation? And I'm, I just look at her in disbelief and I was like, kid, you have no idea, you know, but then that also makes me really excited because that's the kind of mindset that I want. You know, I want her to be like, yeah, you know what? Are we flying first? I, I just got chills thinking about that moment. So thank you for all of that. Let's go ahead and get into some rapid fire questions and like the questions will be rapid. Your answers don't have to be. What is a book that you most often recommend or gift to people? The book that I probably recommended more than any other book is um, Healthy Baby, Happy Sleeping Habits, which is a book that um, saved my life as a young mother. And I tend to, to recommend that probably to more people than any other book that I've ever recommended. Yes, because salon owners, children, we need them to sleep so we can run our businesses. (laughs) What is your favorite concert that you've ever been to? I will tell you the first concert I ever went to was the Jackson 5. And maybe it's because it was the very first concert I ever went to. I I uh, think back on that and just what, a, what an enormous experience it was for, for that age. What's a movie or TV show that you've watched recently that you've enjoyed? So I just watched Oslo, I believe it was on HBO. And it's the story of the back channel negotiations between the development of the peace accords between Israel and the Palestinian Liberation Organization. And I had no idea it was just this couple that basically was involved typical um, of any like news piece, I thought that other people had a lot more to do with it. It's fascinating if you have a chance to watch it. Oh, I'm definitely gonna watch that. That sounds really cool. What is a purchase that you've made in the last year or so that's like around $100 or less that has made a significant impact on your life? Oh, my goodness. So my phone case, (laughs) my phone case is a wallet. It's like the secret little compartment. And you can probably hear the click. You can just open it. And it has just my driver's license and my main credit card. Life-changing. Nice. Life-changing. So Heather, thank you for joining us. Where can we connect with you if we want to see more of what you're putting out or classes or anything like that? Yeah, all of my classes are listed on summitsalon.com. You can definitely follow me on social. My Instagram is Heather Bagby. It's very simple. I, I would love to hear from any of you. So reach out. There is so much to think about in today's episode, but as we do every week, let's sum up the three big takeaways. Growth mindset versus fixed mindset. 
Just like telling someone to be happy doesn't work, I'm not going to tell you, hey, it's time to adopt a growth mindset. If you're just starting out or looking for a new gig, seek out a salon company that has a clear path to growth for its employees, whether it's a summit level system or another model. And if you are an owner, make sure you provide that clear path to growth so that your staff stays motivated and you retain that talent. It's just math. Now, if you're like me and you're not a math person, it's okay because numbers can be scary, but the numbers never lie. The real danger lies in not having a grip on those numbers so that you can make informed short-term and long-term decisions. Fortunately, there's technology out there that can do the math for you. I've actually recently started using something called Keeper Tax, and it tracks my spending and expenses, and the program makes it actually super easy to separate business and personal expenses and break them down into categories like groceries, travel, personal care, etc., etc., Heather mentioned that Summit actually has a calculator that you can use to figure out what you need to earn in a day to meet your expenses. To find that calculator, go to poweredbysummit.com slash calcs. That's poweredbysummit.com slash C-A-L-C-S to access all of Summit's calculators for free. And my final takeaway is to make sure that you have a vocational focus in your career. That means you're focused on helping grow your team and the individuals in it. Love them wherever they're at in their life because a happy team means a successful business. Now, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Heather Bagby's mom, Joanne Powers, the CEO of Sheer Art Salons and founder and CEO of Summit Salon Academy Tampa, was actually my very first guest on this show. If you missed it, be sure to go back and listen to episode one, Beauty School Drop In with Joanne Powers. Sum It Up is produced by Andrea Moraskin with editorial support from Tim Fisk. I'm Blake Reed Evans. If you gained something from this episode, please share it with someone and pass on the learning. We would be honored if you took a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more people. If you're looking for more opportunities to grow and connect, visit us at summitsalon.com. Join our Facebook group, Summit Salon Community, or follow us on Instagram at Summit Salon. And you and I can connect on Instagram at Blake Reed Evans. My DMs are always open. Thank you so, so much for listening. Check this feedback every two weeks for more ways to promote happiness and live your best life in the beauty industry. Be well. Be well.